Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. I don't understand why you want to go to Citadel Hadbar or whatever. Let's just let's just keep moving. Looks like I'm in your way, huh? This is just Kralos' new attitude. What's the plan, Jack? Oh, you've had enough of these ambushes. The one person who liked his jokes. Look out, Jack! It's even better now. Chaos Hammer wasn't going to wait forever. If the roles were reversed. Tragically, Doran is also going to get null mindfucked. I'm a bit busy here, but I'll do my best. Do I just take him out? Ah! Easy does it now. Whoa, easy. Someone do a mammoth sound. Alex? <laughs> 
All right. Oh my God. On, you get inspiration again. You nice. get your inspiration wow. back. Excellent. Good job. Welcome back to Dice Shame, episode 131 The Elephant in the Room. MVP this week is Thundermoth, who joined our Discord and is all caught up to the show. Thanks for joining us, Thundermoth. Thanks, Thundermoth. Looking for a talented, versatile voiceover artist or just a fan of kind-hearted narrators? Check out our friend Gary Furlong at GaryFurlongVoiceOvers.com. Gary is the friendly guy-next-door sound used by big companies like Samsung and McDonald's. He's an accent and dialect master with fluency in Irish, British, and Standard American. He's a brilliant artist and a wonderful friend. Check him out today. We love you, Gary. Love you, buddy. All right, should we play some D&D? Let's do it. What is happening to our beloved party? Oh. I feel like the dynamic has shifted a lot over the past couple of episodes. Red's like acting all shady. What? No? Who? Maybe knowing it. a little nefarious stuff for some reason. Doran's under attack. Who's trying to kill me? Why was, why was I doing your voice? Doran forgot his voice. Yeah. <laughs> Who's trying to kill me? Who's trying? Who's trying to kill me? Doesn't make any sense. Kraloth is like, boy, bye to Kelimvor. Yeah. And it's yeah. taking up with a new goddess. Shacking up with a new goddess. Mm-hmm. Jack's yeah. here too. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack had like a visit with his mom. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, that lovely family visit. I don't know whatever's going on with everybody else. You know, golden retriever. Saw his boyfriend. Very, very grounded now. Yeah. Like, to be a big damn Just hero. Like, Jack's feeling great. Yeah, Jack. Exactly. I feel really good right now, guys. Torin sold the copper cup. <gasps> yes, that's right. Is there going to be like some some shift of, of feeling, you know? Torrin sold the copper cup. Is Jack going to be like going to fall in love with Jack's dad? You're not. You're <laughs> not a bar owner anymore. Uh, Days of our lives. Dice shame edition. Jack only loves him because he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> Shames of our life. Without the copper cup, you're nothing to me. You know the whole money stuff. It's like whatever. Da- his dad's always solved a problem with money. Buying the bar is very much all right. That's his. That's his way of showing kind of in line, showing some kind of connection to the yeah. mortal world. I'll take it. How are you guys feeling about the inter-party vibe right now? Awkward. A little bit. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's frosty. It's, a bit mm-hmm. it's frosty. Mm-hmm. It's been awkward for a while, though. Ever since that imp came into the picture, it's yeah. been kind of yeah. awkward. I, I mean, certainly that damaged it. I did think it came back on the other side of it. I think most yeah. of the riding around the airship stuff was was pretty vibing along. We were sort of yeah mm-hmm. making good progress towards a goal. We sort of had a, a focus. R.I.P. Damien. I feel like the wedding felt like the last moment. Where right. We, because we've had up, like, Dorn and Red had an upswing, but that was just the two of them. And Yarder felt nice, but was that before the wedding? Yada. <laughs> Yada. <laughs> you know, I have to say, the imp might have been like, um, there's a metaphor that I'm looking for here that I can't quite think of. The straw that broke the camel's back? No, it was quite the opposite. Sort of like the the camel that strengthened the straw's back? No. The needle in a haystack? (laughs) No, no. More like something that began (laughs) the chipping away of something. The the first cut is the deepest? The foundation. The catalyst. Yeah, the Um, foundation started to crumble. The emperor the perverse. And ran the fountainhead. The (laughs) Atlas Shrugged. Yeah, one of those. (laughs) No, it's 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 the, the snowball the, rolling down a hill. The foundation began to crumble. That's kind of um, what I was looking. There was for. The first the first chip in the foundation. The cracks the in the crack foundation. foundation. Yes, crack yes. The foundation. We got there. The imp was the first crack. That in the should foundation. be an episode title. Took a while. That's I'm a writing it one. down. 
first yeah, crack in the foundation. foundation. Maybe it's this one. Who knows? Anyway, you guys are on your way to the final barbarian spirit mound by way of Everland. And then off to rendezvous with Harshnag, right? Back up in the spine of the world. Yeah, rendezvous. I'm sure that's only going to take you guys like one or two sessions probably, right? Mm. Whatever happened to our horses? Where are they right now? Are they? They're in- all dead. No, they're back at home. They're back in- uh, They're back at the Hamperat house. The Hamperat house. I feel like when we get back there, we must christen it with a new something. But because it, the horses went with being a new bidet. Yeah. We shouldn't oh, name no. it after the person that I killed. It, it seems Humprat. <laughs> yeah, it That's already what has our name. Is called. <laughs> yeah, something like Humprat. <laughs> yeah, the fuck mouse. <laughs> Isn't that an, a musical artist, Bert? Bert Fuckmouse? Bert Fuckmouse? Fuck <laughs> <Bert Baca Hamperat. laughs> oh, jeez. Fuckmouse, but it's a five instead of oh, Ooh, I like that. Fuckmouse. <laughs> That's, cool. That's funny. Fuck Rob's mouse so proud of himself right now. <laughs> I mean, it's a reference to dead mouse. Dead, dead mouse. The yeah. kids. The kids dead these mouth. days. Like <laughs> dead mouse, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> do you guys want to play some D&D or what? Yes, yeah. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah do I do. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I got dice okay. and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. I came prepared. You're traveling the road south from Silvery Moon to Everland with the silver wood on your right stretching frozen to the west and the foothills leading to the peaks of the nether mountains on your left. This stretch of the Ralvin Road seems relatively well-tread, Though the merchant caravans and parties of travelers that accompanied you as you left Silvery Moon are nowhere to be seen, given that you spent quite some time away from the road yesterday. Red, you were leading the party off-road and through parts of the Silverwood, acting a little suspicious, maybe, of other travelers on the road, or maybe just cautious. Has your mood changed at all with the night spent sleeping rough? I think Red is still acting a little anxious after last night. Um, But, you know, maybe an hour or two into travel, he seems to shake that off and starts to feel like his old self again. You know, after one good night's sleep, realizing that we're not being tracked, Red would know, especially with being able to tell, you know, within a five-mile radius if any humanoids are following him. So, yeah, maybe like an hour in, Red starts acting like his old self. Hey, Doran, you look rather morose. What's going on, bud? Ah, uh, uh, Red, I don't know. It's um, it's another day, that's for sure. So let's just let's just keep moving. Um, say, which, which way was that citadel? Are, are we are we gonna visit there? Are we gonna go to the citadel? The citadel, bad bar. Yeah, we told Chaos Hammer. We told him we'd go. It's quite a ways the other direction. I know, but. And Doran kind of turns around, walking backwards for a moment, looking in the direction of where the Citadel might be. But I mean, if we kind of go that way while we're over here. I don't, I don't understand why you want to go to Citadel Adbar or whatever the hell, but... I don't know. Just leave me alone. You okay, bud? And Doran stares forward and begins tromping, following. Mm. You know, it's it's funny. He's not carrying a rock anymore, but he's sure got a weight on his shoulders. Oh, shut up. <laughs> good line. Jack like looks around to be like, anybody see my good... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kraloth is way up ahead. He hasn't stopped walking. Yeah, and Red full out looks at you and then just like pretends to keep scanning the horizon past you. <laughs> and there's just a moment where Jack is just kind of standing still. <laughs> the right. whole party's moved on. Kieran wags his tail real slow. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Little angels. 
Red no longer sort of occupied or worried about people following does turn his attention to Doran because he's had something he wants to tell him for a while and he kind (laughs) of hangs back for a minute and he nudges him like, come on, look, don't worry about it. The Citadel, all that stuff. Maybe it worked itself out by now, right? Isn't it possible? Maybe. Look, Chaos Hammer wasn't going to wait forever. We knew that. But he was also a reasonable man. Maybe he sent word to uh, the Citadel. Maybe he wanted to be a little bit more... uh, Hmm responsible for the actions of his soldiers. I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I wanted to talk to you about something. Something important. Uh, something about what happened in the marketplace back there. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure we're alone for it. And Red sort of gives an eye forward to Kraloth and back at Jack. And you can hear the distant sound of music that uh, Kraloth has cast as thaumaturgy that's just kind of accompanying him as he walks. You got like a holy boombox on your shoulder? Hell yeah. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> Yo, I might be dead, but that's okay. I've left Kalavor. It's not mine today. What? Hey, Kraloth, you think that's a good idea to be casting music loudly? Some of those lyrics are kind of rude. Uh, but but yeah, Doran, I... Hell, I didn't know Chaos Hammer didn't send those assassins. And as he says that, he reaches under his armor on his left shoulder and he and he feels where the first arrow hit him the first poison arrow went into his shoulder Ooh. he's feeling the the wound as it's healing you know well but he's thinking about it how do you know it wasn't chaos hammer how do you know it wasn't him that sent those assassins well um i'm starting to wonder who the hell wants me dead you ever wanted anybody wanting you dead red you know how that might feel and red takes a long pause Look, you remember when we met those uh, girls back at Silvery Moon last night? Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, the trees ahead shudder and shake, parting to reveal a massive, shaggy elephant. Whoa. A mammoth. Its tusks are sharpened and painted with gore, and atop its back, a tall, gray-skinned rider swinging something on a chain overhead in a wide circle... As the mammoth charges toward you through the snow, the rider's appearance becomes terrifyingly clear as it closes in on you, armored, snarling with sharp fangs and a shock of brown hair cresting its head and running down its spine. Everybody roll for initiative! Kraloth, what'd you get? Oh, I forgot to roll. What game are we playing again? Ah. It's not me for once. Oh, I got 15. 15. Nice. Not bad. This is just Kralos' new attitude. It's nothing to do with Justin. He's just role-playing his character. It's bleeding over. <laughs> yeah, his yeah, 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 yeah. That's, uh, that's Red? it. Red? 16. Nice. Jack? Big ol' seven. Oh. Lucky number seven. Doran? Also a 16. Oh. Can I go first? Uh-huh. It's going to mess up the way that I wrote things, but that's Sorry. fine. <laughs> This mammoth charges towards you through the snow. Kraloth, you're up ahead of your companions. And this huge creature just barrels towards you. Uh, It's going to try to gore you, Kraloth, with its mammoth tusks. Okay. 23 to gore. That hits. Oh, yeah. Make a strength saving throw. Ooh, I will do this. It's going to try and allegory you. The world is melting. Oh my god, I'm rolling amazing on this damage. (laughs) 15 to the strength save. Okay, so you fail your strength save. Okay. It deals 30 piercing damage with its tusk 
as it Ooh. skewers you through your armor. Okay. And it knocks you prone, and as it does, it tries to stomp on you. Jesus. Do not like that. Fifteen. I managed to roll out of the way just as the giant feet slam down beside my head. Nice. Whew, that was close. The rider atop, screaming something unintelligible. It's in a language you don't understand. Give me ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, pause, pause, game on. Time, 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 can't do anything until we figure this out. <laughs> From the west flank. A bank of smoke erupts from the trees, burning your eyes and heralding the appearance of a terrible beast, large and dog-like, with tall, arching tail tipped with dripping sting. It runs at you, Doran, snapping with its slavering jaws through which you can see the evil fires of hell shining. Yikes. I can't make it right up to you uh, with just one movement, so it's going to dash at you. And it gets right up beside you there, Doran. Doran lifts his axe and snarls and bares his teeth. Mm -hmm. He sees fire in this thing's mouth, and the thing sees fire in Doran's eyes. Ooh, metaphorical fire. Yes. I like that. Red, it's your turn. So, Red, you are kind of on the other side of Doran, uh, on the other side from the creature. Yeah. Kraloth's up ahead of you, facing down against a mammoth. Red's going to cast Icy Mantle on himself. So, I, I touch myself again with a droplet of water, mm-hmm. and tiny little snowflakes of ice flake out over my entire body. And with that, I'm protected from any damage that I take, at least for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to get a good distance on both of these creatures. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to go up, I think, to my to the west of me. Sorry. I think to the east of me, there's like a, a bank of snow. I'm going to try to get to the top of it as soon as I can. And as I'm moving, I want to just make sure there's no other massive creatures that somehow hide in the brush around us. They're very sneaky. Because <laughs> there's, there's some brush to the south of me. And I just want to roll perception as I'm moving up that hill with a 12. Mm. You do see a flicker of movement in the trees, though you can't make out any distinct shapes. There's movement to the east in the trees. Be careful. And with that, I'm going to ready my bow. Nice. Doran, what do you do? I'm looking. I have a something I want to say here, but I can't yeah. think. I don't want to say I've had enough of these surprise attacks. I want to say I've had enough of these ambushes. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. I've had enough of these ambushes. And he goes and attacks this beast directly in the face with his uh with his orc splitter great 22 yep that'll do it okay mm-hmm. 19 points of damage hey absolutely and then i'm gonna attack again mm-hmm. ah! 14 to hit yes oh doing eight points of damage well done <laughs> yeah this creature is is much much larger than you this large Dog-like, I say dog-like just because there's kind of not really words to describe it. It's quadrupedal. It has these burning, fiery eyes and these spikes that run down its back. You can almost see the breath of hell through its rib cage in its side as you bury orc splitter in its Mm. fur and it yelps in pain. Good, good, yes. (laughs) I can cut that, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Kraloth, it's your turn Kraloth, in a daze 
rolls over on the snow and coughs out a bit of blood as he pushes himself up. But instantly he begins to feel his wounds start to knit Mm -hmm. and he chuckles to himself, a, a bead of blood dribbling down his mouth as he pushes himself off the ground and looks up at this knoll as this mammoth is getting ready to attack again. You he look says, up at the what? <laughs> is it a knoll? I mean, I didn't s- it's a picture I of didn't a knoll. Say it, but you didn't say. You know what? It's oh. funny. No, it's actually funny. I want to say this because I was oh, yeah. literally thinking two days ago that we haven't fought any knolls in uh, in dice shame yet, and I was You're like, "Welcome." I, I, I want to fight some knolls. So that's that was funny when I saw that. So he looks up at this beast tamer whatever's riding this mammoth and he says looks like i'm in your way huh and he holds out his shield (laughs) he's gonna take the dodge action and Mm -hmm. just smirk and laugh and try and you know angst this creature into attacking him again but meanwhile a giant scythe appears behind it the the beast that's riding the mammoth and it takes a massive swipe and i'm casting spirit weapon at a level four and i'm gonna try to hit this thing are you attacking the mammoth or its rider its rider excellent uh that's gonna be 23 to hit you hit absolutely 13 points of damage nice as my scythe slices through him surprising him and confusing him or her they, or they, them. or Z. Or we We're not here them. to make assumptions about one knolls, <laughs> gingers. The rider atop the mammoth slides down, swinging this length of chain, screaming encouragement, looking around wildly towards the bushes that surround you. He launches himself at you, then Kraloth, all teeth and claws in a fury. He's going to try to bite you first. <laughs> That was a natural 20 and 14 to hit. That is a miss. And he's going to try to... It clanks off my shield. He's going to try to claw you. That's another natural 20 and 23. Uh, 23 does hit, yes. Okay, so he deals 10 slashing damage. And for the final claw, this creature... I'm rolling amazing. That is another natural 20. And... 22? She's cheating. Uh, 22, I'm not. She's 22 cheating. also hits. 22 also okay. hits. Okay. You just, you just lucked out, my friend. I mean, you didn't luck out. You, you. Laughed diced, out. Dice shamed out. You strategied out. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's minimum damage. You take four slashing damage. All right. And the creature just flexes his terrible claws at you looking for another opening. And then... Pouring from the trees now, screaming and howling in a language you don't recognize. Four more of these same creatures attack you in a pincer maneuver from each side, two of them. They're decked out in war jewelry. Their arms and legs show silvery scars cut long ago through their matted fur. They run towards you through the snow. We got two over here. We got two over here. Two and two. I don't like this kids' show. <laughs> I don't find it educational. Yeah, I don't like being schooled either. Red pans the horizon and looks right past you as you say that again. <laughs> yeah. What's over there? A tree? <laughs> These creatures rush from the bushes towards you, Jack. And they basically get as far as your animal companion. 
your little spiritual friend. Oh, good. Uh, Kieran. Um, the first creature tries to bite Kieran. Well, now we know they're bad guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a 16 to hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Kieran's AC is 12. Five piercing damage. Oh, he's done for. He poofs out of existence. No! Again. And Jack feels sad. The, the one person who liked his jokes, gone for a while. Who's that? He tolerated them. Unfortunately, that eats up that creature's multi-attack because he does not have any more movement. Aha. Uh, but the other creature gets right up directly on you, Jack. Mm-hmm. Then the other two that are coming from the west, one of them gets up in melee range with Doran and tries to strike. It's going to try to bite you, Doran. Mm. 14 to hit. That's a miss. Mm. And... Because he's going to mess with a melee attack. I'm going to use my riposte. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, you think you're all bitey little bastard, do you? And he turns <laughs> and he attacks the creature. Mm-hmm. 27? Ooh. Oh, hit. yeah. Mm-hmm. 27 points of damage. Yep. Jesus. Nice. What does it look like when you kill him in one blow? Whoa. Oh, well, Doran kind of reacts to this dog thing attacking him. He lunges at you trying to bite you. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's already engaged in this ambush and he's pissed off and he just turns and puts the axe straight into the head of this beast, putting it to the ground, pulling the axe out of his skull. The final creature rushes up to you, Jack, and tries to bite you. Yikes. 13 to hit. Oh, hey, uh, that's going to miss. I'm sure it connects. The mage armor prevents its teeth from getting all the way into my bones. Love that. Or blood or skin or any of that. As it's snapping at this mage armor, it pulls a short sword from its waist and gets it right in between your ribs with a 23. Oh. oh. This is a dog? These are seven foot tall humanoids. Oh. They do have fur on them, uh, but they're trying to bite you and stab you. They look like hyenas. Yeah, they're hyena folk basically oh okay um that only deals three piercing damage to you jack ow (laughs) and then a second a second short sword attack dirty 20 to hit um yeah it'll hit six piercing damage Mm -hmm. so i've been stabbed twice by seven foot tall hulking furry monsters (laughs) don't love that correct there is one on either side of you basically yeah and then another one 10 feet from you yeah i see that yeah one final creature emerges from its ambush spot through the chaos of battle now he is hunched Mm. hulking with a long tail that whips back and forth in a blood frenzy His weapon is strange, a flail tipped with skulls that smoke as though they contain smoldering embers. Across his chest is a tatter of chainmail decorated by a bandolier of withered human hands that swing on chains as he lopes forward toward your party. Hmm. A bandolier. (laughs) (laughs) That's the word you took out of that? (laughs) Bandolier. Flaming skull, hands dangling. Yeah, dangling from a bandolier. It's Doran's new word of the day. Should start a calendar. Bandolier. He gets right up next to you, Doran. Oh, it's because I made that terrifying, stupid comment. Yep. This terrifying weapon swinging in his hand. Jack, it is finally your turn. Oh, boy. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, Jack's been trying to take this all in, and it's a lot, starting with the mammoth and whatever the thing was riding it, down to this hellish critter mm-hmm. and whatever's attacking Doring now, and these things beside me. As far as like real life experience, I don't think Jack has encountered any of these things before. But he's read a lot of books and and looked at a lot of critter manuals and things. See, can he put names to any of this shit? Like, is he? Does anything look familiar or stand out in the in the moment of like, oh, I I know what that thing is at least. You read about the savage nature of the gnolls. Yeah, and you remember some of the drawings that you saw, some of the illustrations, mm-hmm. and you actually gain some specific knowledge about gnolls that they fight in packs alongside each other, as well as with each other for dominance when there are no enemies to fight. Yeah. And that they are loyal through bloodlines to each other. These are certainly those creatures you read of. Jack's got his mind racing as he sees these gnolls and, you know, having just read about their cruelty and cannibalism and, you know, general wickedness like a couple of days ago. It's all fresh in his mind as they're stabbing him to pieces. Without even thinking, he uses his telekinesis on himself, just his mental ability to yank himself around by practicing magic in his in his mind, pulls him five feet out of the way of these gnomes, and it's forced gnolls. Forced movement, and he doesn't <laughs> provoke attacks of opportunity. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. really ideal for him. And he and now that he's been like pulled back, he takes another step away and starts to put his magical thoughts together. He he starts to see it in his mind first, this hypnotic pattern that he's hoping to catch all of these critters with, and he's changing it subtly. He's, he's you know, getting it to trap specifically the gnoll mind. He knows that they want to be in these fights of dominance and this hierarchy and all this other stuff that he just learned about them. And he's targeting this specifically to dial into their minds Tragically, Doran is also going to get Noel mind-fucked because he's in the square, and that's going to be a shame that I will deal with in a minute. Happens to the best of us. Jack is going to hypnotic pattern the the three Noles, the weird creature fighting Doran, Doran and the, the guy with the bandolier full of hands behind him. The handelier, if you will. Thank the you. handelier. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. It was the bandolier or the one. He's creating a twisting pattern of colors that weaves through the air, um, and they can each make me, and he's going to use his, his spell secrets to twist it into an intelligence save. Uh, looking for an intelligence save. Great. Uh, DC 16. You're potentially affecting three of these kind of weaker creatures, as well as that hellfire demon hound thing with a scorpion tail uh, and the, the handelier man. So here we go. Yeah. Let's do saves on this... The three little guys. And I also rolled. They shall heretofore be known as. Yeah, you, you need What'd to What'd you roll get, two. Doran? A four. I failed at miserably. Oh, no. You're charmed by Jack. <laughs> of course. <laughs> this will be fine. The three soldiers, uh, basically, they fail. All three of them. Then, yeah, that demon dog scorpion thing also fails. Mm-hmm. Demon dog scorpion thing. I love that description. Do you have a name for it? Demon dog scorpion thing. It was a demon dog scorpion thing thing. (laughs) You said 16? Yes. I just hit it. I got a 16 on the dice. Handelier is fine. They all stop dead in their tracks fighting for dominance in their own mind against these twisting patterns. Uh, The creatures become charmed for the duration. While charmed by the spell, they are incapacitated and have a speed of zero. Um, if they take damage or someone else uses an action to shake the creature out of its stupor, it wakes up. Good job, Jack. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like because it's friendly fire, Doran's like 
stoned out of his mind, like like just in this like haze of the sitar starts. Yep. You can you can shake me. You can shake me. I'll just hit him with an arrow. No, don't, don't don't just hit shoot him. With him. Do non lethal arrow damage. Jack shouts to everybody. I've got these three and that thing under my control for the minute, but I think Doran fell for the spell too. Whatever this guy is with the hands on him, hit take him down. I'm a bit busy here, but I'll do my best. Bereft of its owner, this mammoth takes a quick charge at Jack, who has isolated himself from the fray of other creatures, as mammoths are wont to charge. They love it. It's their favorite thing in the world. Classic. This mammoth tries to trample you. Did you hear they're bringing the mammoth back? Really? Tries to trample Jack. That could kill Jack real good. Ooh, it's only a 15 to gore you with its tusk. Well, it... It might hit, but I Jack throws up a shield with his hand to sort of catch the tusk, and I'm imagining he gets lifted halfway up into the air before he lands down with his shield. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. Uh, in front of him, just barely holding together. Does Kraloth get an attack of opportunity? Yeah, sure. Why not? He's a big old mammoth. He probably ran past you. Big old. Yeah. Try to do one of those uh, Aowin leg slashes. <laughs> it sounds like that. Uh, that's a mm-hmm. uh, nineteen to hit. Yeah, you get him. <laughs> All right, get over here, you big old mammoth. All right, that's uh, eight points of damage. Are you hitting him with your mace? Yeah, my Love mace that. just <laughs> hits it in the heel and just kind of sinks into its flesh, but it just keeps going. It's like You it's enrage the mammoth further, wound. causing it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look out, Jack. It's even madder now. <laughs> Thanks, Kratos. Now, now it's an angry mammoth. Yeah, it charges past you and tries to viciously gore your wizard, but I don't love it. Jack manages to uh, don't gore my wizard. Fend him off. That's my wizard. Leave it alone. So this creature who has uh, been hypnotically patterned by you, Jack, he's just gonna chill out, right? Yeah, no saves on your turn or nothing. It's one of the, my favorite bits about this spell. Cool. This, I love like, that. I love the sitar idea, Harlan. This giant hyena-shaped demon basically just sits down in the snow and starts <laughs> looking up at the sky. Red, what do you do next? Red moves about 20 feet to his right. Mm-hmm. He's still a great distance from the majority of these creatures, but he is now within 60 feet of the big head honcho who's awake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Fairy Fire on him. All right. It's going to be a deck saving throw with a low DC, but it's just a bonus action. Here we go. Nine. That fails. Failure. It is outlined yeah. in Fairy Fire, and every attack against it has advantage. Dang, is that the first time you've used Fairy Fire effectively with no. Asta? No. No, I've no. used it many times. It's been a hot minute, though. But it's been a hot minute because mm-hmm. the DC is so low on it. And there's yeah. no way to, like, I want to bring it to a craftsmith and be like, raise the DC on this, please. <laughs> Here's 2,000 gold. That is a natural one. No. I'm rolling with advantage. So are, are these humanoid creatures? They are. It's going to be a 24 to hit. Yeah. Yes. That's the nice. kind of stuff we're talking about. That's the ticket. 22 damage. Excellent. And I'm going to attack again. All right. All right. I also rolled another natural one on the same die that rolled a natural Mm. one last time. That's like the opposite of what I was doing to Justin with the mammoth. Uh, And a 15 on the other. So that's a dirty 20. Oh, Nice. Yeah, you hit. Sweet. And that's going to be 24 damage. Nice. Nice. So like... That was clutch. Yeah. And he's still outlined in fairy fire. Mm -hmm. Doesn't get to save on it or anything like that. Hit the big one now. He's going to go down extra easy. 
Doran, it's your turn. What do you do while you're stoned? He fucking hears wolves, man. You look beside you. There's a hyena demon just chilling. Yeah, but he's like got big sparkly eyes and mm-hmm. he's got a big silly smile on his face. He looks like a carnival animal. Carnival. Yep. Kraloth, it's your turn. You start your turn by healing five. That's awesome. Kraloth looks back and he sees this leader shrouded in the fairy fire. And he turns back to the knoll and he smirks and he just turns around and, and starts walking towards this leader again with the bandolier. He's going to take a opportunity attack against you. Yeah, that's fine. Kreelot doesn't care. Fuck. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> yes. And as he misses Damn my it. back, as I turn wow. away from him. He tries to bite you and you just walk away. My scythe slashes behind oh him. God. Yes. And, uh, so well this That's awesome. 24 to hit. You can't can't walk away from me. 13 points of damage plus four. So 17 points of damage. Sick. What are you doing? As I turn away from the rider that attacked me and move towards the leader. As I get close to the leader, Mm -hmm. my hands begin to shroud in a dark purple and black energy. And I reach my hand out. And with the this swipe of my hand, I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds as a level three. Nice. 22 to hit. Mm-hmm. Nice. That hits. The fairy fire that is outlining this creature starts to sizzle on its skin as your additional energy just sucks the life force out of him. And he's going to take 31 points of damage. Fuck. Nice. That's awesome. Great job. <gasps> wow. Good style round. The creature that you just walked all cool away from is just going to run straight up to you and try to kill you now. Let's see if I can make it happen. No. I used up all my good rolls at the beginning when I had disadvantage. Feebly <laughs> trying to attack 11 you. to bite you. No. 11 to claw you. you can- no. Oh, natural 20. No. It doesn't have to be, though. Could, it is could- not going to be. I'm going to cancel that natural 20. <laughs> Poor Joe. What did your new goddess say? She was like, I'm going to make you more powerful. Come to the dark side. So you take a paltry eight slashing damage. It's the giant dude with the handelier's turn. He's got this flail with the smoking skulls on the ends of it. Or have you forgotten? Smoking. Um, He's directly beside both Kraloth and Doran. And he's going to make an attack against Kraloth with this smoking flail. Flail. 26 to hit you. That's a hit. Make a wisdom saving throw. I don't wanna. (laughs) You gotta. It's your job. Natural one. Yes! Oh, no! All right. You take 15 bludgeoning damage, and you now must make a melee attack against a random target within your reach on your next turn. Well, that could work out to you. 33% yeah, chance. that's pretty good, actually. If yeah. you have no targets within your reach, even after moving, you lose that action on your turn. So that's your action next turn. I must make a melee attack against someone in my reach. It can be him, though. It can be the, the enemy. It's randomly chosen. Oh. It's like roll a d6 or whatever. And Yeah, you know. gotcha. Okay, cool. Then it raises its flail again and tries to hit you. Oh, okay. You see a different smoking skull come crashing towards you. This one's magenta. 22 to hit you. That's a hit. All right. Mm. 
this one is the flail of pain, by the way, just so uh, that we all know which, which flail it is. 10 bludgeoning damage plus 22 psychic damage. Whoa. Okay. Oh, so Kraloth boy. sees the flail coming. He knows he's not going to be able to get out of the way in time. And he just very subtly, you can see a smirk form on his face as the mace connects and Kraloth collapses to the ground. Oh, shit. Ooh. You're so unconscious? You, you're unconscious. I'm unconscious. Oh, no. All right. Wow. So Fuck. we don't have to worry about that attack next turn, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, we look at how many actions we get them to waste. What? Yeah. What? What? Red scans the horizon past Jack and ignores the <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the creature uses his last attack, the last head on his flail, to hit Doran beside him. Sweet. Mm. Doran's back in the party. That's actually a good thing, right? 19 to hit you, Doran. It does. The creature hits you, Doran, with its flail of, well, I'll I'll tell you. Make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Use, I, uh, use your uh, advantage. I know you're pretty I forgot, but I don't even need to. It's I did forget, but 26. All right. Nice. You're good. Oh, Never mind. Yay. It was good, but I, you know, I, sh- I probably would have had you said it a second earlier. You take nine bludgeoning damage. Nine. Nice. Jack. What do you do? Man, I'm staring down the tusks of this mammoth, and I don't like it one bit. Mm-hmm. But- You can't kill a helpless mammoth. Well, this is the thing, and it's a trained beast of burden. And so I am going to misty step onto its back where the rider was before, and I want oh. control of this thing. I want to be riding it. Can I animal handling be- make this my <laughs> mount? I want, I've got inspiration and a plus one wisdom that I want to ride a mammoth. Do it. I want this- to either succeed or fail, but both... I don't know which I want more, to be honest, because yeah. both would be really fun. It has to be extreme. Make an animal handling check with disadvantage <laughs> yeah. because you are its opponent. But using inspiration, can I negate that out to... That's, that's, the, that's the role? Absolutely what you're going to do. Let's yeah. see Jack. what happens. Oh, boy. 17. Oh! Hey. Doesn't really know any better. You're on its back. You misty step up onto this <laughs> mammoth's back and it raises up onto its back legs for a moment and its front legs kick in the air and it trumpets and then it heavily returns back to the earth Easy and shakes friend. a little bit. It's going to be okay. And you remain seated atop this mammoth. We got oh, this, hilarious. buddy. We got this. Let's uh-huh. let's go. Easy now. Easy now. Jack has equestrian experience. Is that what's going on here? Well, I was going to say, like, we've all, you know, it'd be different if it was Boy. one of us doing this, but we've all ridden horses. Like, in this world, we're all very familiar with riding beasts. So it's not like oh, you I have see. no experience, right? We'll Fair see enough. how far this goes. Uh-huh. Uh, easy now. Me. Um, <laughs> oh, it's not a horse. Never mind. Uh, someone do a mammoth sound, Alex. All right. Oh my God. On, you get inspiration again. You nice. get your inspiration back. Excellent. Good job. <laughs> uh, so Jack hops up on a mammoth. Easy does it. Takes control. Great. Pulls out Dazan's wand off the side of the thing. Loads up every magic missile he's got and starts blasting. Um, I think he's he's gonna use his level four magic missile. He's gonna. Juice it with his uh, with a third first level spell, and uh, yeah, we're we're gonna see what we can do with this. God, I wanted to trample you to death so bad with that mammoth. I know, but who do you kill with these magic missiles? Well, I can split them up. I hope. Mm-hmm. 
my my intent here is to focus on the the one with the handelier, and when he goes down, switch the rest to the the guy north of him. You could just hit Dorn with all of them. I could, but I don't wanna. Eighteen for the first magic missile. Eight. Twenty. Twenty-four? That does it. Nice. Then the next forty to uh the other guy. Cool. Beautiful. So Jack hops up on a mammoth, pulls out Dazan's wand, gives a lookout, and just fucking starts blasting as these While things. the mammoth is rearing back, these you like missiles are just yeah. zinging around his head like under a tusk, yeah. over the trunk. Absolutely, yeah. Just, just arrows flying of their own volition, bending space and time, smashing mm-hmm. the two knolls that are there. Yeah. Unfortunately... Mammoths don't love magic missiles, and you've spooked this animal. He's going to try to shake you off his back. I want you to make an athletics check to try to stay mounted. Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a horse. <laughs> that was a horse, yeah. It was like, uh, a, it was like my mammoth horse Scooby-Doo. <laughs> At 19. Oh, yeah, you're fuck fine. Your inspiration. You just flex your powerful yeah, Jack's, thigh muscles. Jack's muscles, which have never before appeared in the in Dice Shame's entire history, have manifested today. Like the first mm-hmm. like hard muscle from being, you know, out in the wilderness all year mm-hmm. has like shown up as he holds onto this mammoth. Um, the creature then kind of bewildered uh, is going to take a couple of paces back in the snow. Um, just kind of backing up from this whole magic missile scenario. So, Jack, you move back atop this mammoth. Easy does it now. Feet. Whoa, easy. Stop. And Hold up. Nay. Yeah. yeah. Rears once more heavily landing down on the on the snowy ground. Okay, I'm just going to skip past the creature's turns who are incapacitated. It is Red's turn. What do you do, Red? What's the plan, Jack? Which one shall I take down? One, one at a time. Red turns his bow towards that large creature, the snarling beast, and he's also going to use one of his charges to try to cast fairy fire on him again. All right. No, fail. It failed? Mm-hmm. Perfect. So now the creature again is outlined in a dark red glow. Uh, everyone who attacks has advantage on it. Fuck yeah. Red pulls back and fires at the creature to wake it and hopefully kill it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a dirty 20. Nice. Yes. 16 damage. Excellent. And I'm going to attack again. Your arrow pierces through its fur and you see it shake awake and look around ferociously. <laughs> Wake up, doggy. And that's going to be a 23. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a <heaven>. <laughs> 25 damage. Excellent. And that is it. I use my bonus action and two actions. Doran, what do you do? Doran wakes out of his trance to see Jack's flexing, bulging quadricep as his legs <laughs> squeeze the neck muscles. Like, where'd he get those That's muscles? That's what truly woke him. <laughs> and he watches the beast stumble and rear up and move backwards as he uh, lifts his axe above his head and attacks this hound scorpion beast. Mm-hmm. 24 to hit. Absolutely. Doing 19 points of damage. Yeah, chop it to bits. Orc Splitter's loving this. And attacking again, maybe not so lucky this time, doing 14, sorry, 15. To hit. To hit. Yep. Does it hit? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. With another full damage, 19 points of damage. Bow! Mm! Heck yeah, Doran. 
and get him. The creature's just barely clinging to life now. Its its fur is spattered with blood. It's coming out of its mouth in these hot, spattering gasps all over the snow, and it looks at you with fire in its eyes. Kraloth, it's your turn. So Kraloth is lying on the ground, and a warmth radiates through his body, and he opens his eyes in the snow and sees Doran's feet right in front of him as he spars with this hell beast. And looking up at the beast that is just barely clinging to life, Kraloth is going to try and subtly cast Sacred Flame on it. Hmm. Dexterity save? Yeah, that's a dex save. Oh, that's a natural one. Oh, yeah. oh okay. So, uh, <laughs> I'm shaming this dice, guys. Oh, that's this right. dice has you know been what? crap for me all game. We haven't had it's a like good shame, dice shame, shame in a while. Shame, 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 erupts around this creature, enveloping the red that it naturally emits, and it's going to take 16 points of damage. Mm -hmm. What does it look like when you kill this fiend? It begins to writhe in agony as it's being burned in unnatural ways that it doesn't understand, Mm -hmm. and it collapses to its front paws and tries to pull itself back up, and then fully collapses onto the ground a serpent-like tongue lolling out of its mouth. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Fuck Good yeah. job. That's wicked. That's wicked. Woohoo! Uh, Mammoth Rider's turn. Jack, what do you want to do way up there? Uh, easy, buddy. Easy. I just want to, like, stay calm and not move. Easy, but I'm going to maybe start whispering in its big ears in Elvin, just a really calming, soothing, like... Mammoths love Elvin. It's, you know, <laughs> it's it's just the most soothing language Jack knows, and so he's just going to, like, whisper sweet, like, it's okay now. I can't imagine what living with these creatures was like, but it's going to be fine. Just relax. It's okay. It's going to be over soon. You're, you're going to have such a better life now. It's got, like, a rib cage just, like, tangled around one of its tusks. Yeah, it's it's all bad news, and I'm like sitting up here. There was a guy riding up here, and he did not take very good care of this. There was it no stinks. There was no brushing down, like ridden hard, put away wet kind of thing. It's bad what news. What do you do? I, <laughs> ridden on, hard, like, put away wet. Keep my concentration and keep everything under control. That's Jack's whole action is like, don't fuck around. Try and make sure this guy doesn't do anything. I trust them to take care of the rest of this. Mm. All right, Jack, you hang out on top of your new best friend. Make an animal handling check. I'd love to. Eight. No. The mammoth begins to move off into the bushes. Whoa, no, no, no. The, the other Jack <laughs> on top of him. It m- may surprise you, but mammoths do not know Elvish. I Red, what do you do? Red aims his bow at the one closest to him, and he casts Hunter's Mark. Mm-hmm. And he's going to attack. Nine to hit. You miss. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to use my inspiration and attack again. Uh, That's going to hit. It's going to be a 21 to hit. Yes. That's 20 damage. Cool. You kill this guy. Yeah. What what does it look like when you just totally murder one of these guys? I mean, pretty uneventful, sadly. They're not... Red almost feels bad about it. These things are very animalistic, similar to Red. Uh, They're way more savage, obviously, but like... 
this thing is standing there, and I and I almost feel like there's a hesitancy. Like Red mm. has his bow trained at the back of this thing's head. It's not even turning, and he sort of looks to Jack, who's riding on this mammoth to the north, and he's like, "Do I, do I just take him out?" And there's like a moment where no one says anything, and Red sort of panics and looks, and he just loses the arrow, and it just sinks through the back of its head. Well, that's why you missed the first one. Yeah, because it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's a weird moment where they're all frozen in time, and we're just like taking him out. He feels weird about it. So you take the one down, and in your peripherals, you see Doran, who's kind of like, at this point, wiping his blade, and he looks over and sees you, and he just kind of gives you a nod, as if, you know, this is the right thing to do, because then Doran stands up. Yeah, it's your turn. And walks towards one of these creatures, stands behind him, and attempts to behead Mm -hmm. the creature, as honorable as possible. But you're... Literally three and a half feet tall, and this creature's head is six feet off the ground. So honorably, you jump as high as you possibly can. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, swing a magical axe that's screaming at <laughs> you and it. <laughs> Doing, honorably. Uh, hitting it with an 18. That's right. You hit. Um, And then doing uh, 13 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Does that kill it or no? No, you only get halfway through the head. Halfway through the head. Yeah. Pack it again. Hitting with a 27 (laughs) and another 13 points of damage. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, it's a two hitter. Yeah, so it sort of like stumbles and wakes up a bit. And then I'm like, before it can really pay, you know, know what's going on. It's like slaughtering cattle. And as it falls to the ground, I look at Red again and I give the same sort of knowing nod yeah and red sort of like looks almost ashamed and he sort of like nods back mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a shame it's not a proud thing it's like a shame it's not a proud death <laughs> we need we need to do this you know Kraloth, what do you do he, he pushes himself up and uh shakes off some snow and then stands up and then looks at this final knoll mm-hmm. um it's just standing there right yeah you you almost detect a hint of fear in its face, but mostly it's just vacant. Huh. And Kraloth walks toward it and uh, turns to Doran and Red and says, what should we do with it? I didn't even see you there. Are you you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I think we should, uh, I think we should kill it like the other ones. I mean, if the roles were reversed... You know. And while Doran's talking, he casts uh, Inflict Wounds and kills at mid-sentence. Ooh. Doesn't even care enough to hear what Doran has to say. Yeah. How much damage do you do? 28 points of damage. Yeah, you kill it. It slumps to the snow in a pool of blood. Well, I know what you were going to say, Doran. Don't worry, I agree. Just before... It's dead, Doran. Yeah. It's dead. Should we go get Jack? Red! Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Alexander Reed, Merlin, Mitchell Cadwell, Michael and Brianna Weber, Brian Blass, Heather Nichols, Colin Burkhart, Daniel, Kara Smith-Blass, Doug, Gray, Jackie and Rain, Jessica Orrit, Jonah Goldman, Melanie Xian, Lars, and Mari Kaniski. See you soon! Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.